Thank you for calling Gaywire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. call is very important to us. Please stay on the line. Hello, and thank you for choosing option three. You've reached Gaywire, where everything's at least a little bit queer. This week, we're talking about hair. Specifically, the experience that trans folks have with their hair, and getting haircuts. You're listening to Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM on Treaty 6 territory. I was, as a kid, I was always allowed to choose whatever hairstyle I wanted. And I usually kept my hair fairly short, with a few bouts of waist-length hair here and there. It was a consistently feminine hairstyle until the age of 14, and until then it had never actually occurred to me that I could have actually short hair. I never... I never did anything with my hair, and I hated the way it got in my way while doing... And I hated the way it got in my face while doing martial arts. So I went to the hairstylist that I had always gone to and told her what I wanted. I took my glasses off and was functionally blind for the next 45 minutes or so until I was told to put my glasses back on and answer the horrifying question of what do you think? What I thought was, oh my god, you just cut 13 inches of hair off, I spent so long growing that hair, what if I want it back? Then I put my glasses on and couldn't help but just smile because my hair was finally short a literal weight lifted from my shoulders. Unfortunately, it was absolutely a Karen haircut and no photos from that time period are fit for human consumption, but it is what it is. For the next half decade, I had some variation of a Dan and Phil or Fanny haircut, which at times could be cute, but I would become irritable and self-loathing whenever my hair got too long. I hated when my hair made my face look round, and this feeling was directly related to my gender dysphoria. So hair dysphoria led to many angry, impulsive haircuts that were always the same style, just shorter if I was more upset, to ease the feeling. But the process of getting my hair cut at a hairstylist or a barber always left me feeling out of place, even if I really liked the haircut that I got. 
The first issue would be the type of cut I'd be billed for. Would the person at the front clock me as male and charge me $30, or would they clock me as female and charge me $45 for the exact same cut? Because of and beyond that, I was hyper aware of every movement I made. The contours of my shirt, the movement of my hips, and until I was a genderless glob underneath that hair cape thingy, my heart rate would be much higher than I'd like. And since all of my haircuts pre-pandemic were also pre-testosterone, I was hyper aware of my voice and tried to talk as little as possible without seeming rude. Sometimes the anxiety would persist with a barber commenting on my lack of facial hair or a hairstylist commenting on my binder as she adjusted the cape around my neck, asking if it was one of those posture fixing things. It wasn't. Though these were ultimately harmless interactions where I was physically safe the entire time, I was uncomfortable. And I was also paying someone to do a service for me that I didn't necessarily trust with my identity. Which is a little strange, considering my hair was the primary way I was able to express myself and my gender. Now that I'm fully vaccinated and restrictions are easing, I felt the need to upgrade from the loving at-home haircuts my boyfriend has provided for me to something a little fancier, but I definitely don't want a repeat of awkwardness, and I only want people I trust with my identity to cut my hair. Conveniently enough, a friend of mine started taking clients, and I found exactly what I was looking for. Full disclosure, I have nothing bad to say about the haircut I received. It was affirming, fun, and turned out great, so I'm a little bit biased. I received a haircut from Adriana Montgomery at Dollhouse Hair Boutique and Barber Blonde. There, I was met with gender-neutral pricing, a fun, affirming, accessible vibe I've never experienced in a hair salon before, and dogs. But before I get too ahead of myself here, I know that my experience with haircuts is just my own. So I asked some other trans folks about their experiences with their hair. This is still an incredibly limited scope, as one trans experience is not every trans experience, particularly in terms of variance in hair texture, experiences of ableism, racism, or other prejudice from hairstylists. So if you're listening and you're trans and this resonates with you, please reach out to us on socials at GayWireCJSR and let us know what you think, as this is something I'm super passionate about. Haircuts are something that happen semi-regularly. They shouldn't have to be a negative experience. Enough for me. Let's hear from Aspen, Evelyn, and Adriana about their experiences with their hair. Hi, my name is Aspen and my pronouns are they, he. Hi, my name is Evelyn and I use she, her pronouns. Hello, my name is Adriana, my pronouns are they, them, and I work at Dollhouse Hair Boutique in Barber Blonde on 99th Street. relationship with my hair is very on and off it some days it brings me so much euphoria and other days I want to shave my head more than anything um I've noticed that 
with my hair, it's definitely changed over time with my gender identity. Um, and it's become very apparent to me because of my hair that I do possess a lot of toxic masculinity traits with the whole idea that guys can't have long hair and like all that stuff. Um, but it's, it's genuinely really like on and off um, with my hair. Especially because I have naturally curly hair, it makes it really hard for me to personally feel like I identify as masculine because my hair for such a long time was such a big part of my femininity. And it definitely put a lot of, like I put a lot of thought into shaving my head when I did. And now that I'm growing my hair back out, it's definitely become harder for me to become okay with the idea of having long hair and I'm at sort of a crossroads at the moment with like how do I present my hair in a way that not only affirms my gender identity but also makes me happy um it's it's definitely a an on and off battle with myself it's definitely a roller coaster of emotions getting up every morning and deciding is my hair going to stress me out today or not for me, hair is just something that's there, and, like, it really helps with, like, signaling to other people, and it can be fun to play with for yourself, but it's not something that I really focus on. I kind of dislike it. It's, it's kind of weird, because you don't really learn how to manage it. Unless you grow up with longer hair, it takes a long time to figure out how to, like, tame it and make it nice and that's something I'm not good at so I don't know it's a chore I never learned how to do my hair well I didn't grow up doing my hair so it's not part of my identity at all I don't come from a culture that places any emphasis on hair as an important thing so I if I did then yes it would probably make a difference but I I don't care uh, my relationship with my hair is pretty complex. As a child, I was often like forced into haircuts that I never really wanted. It was just all like for the comfort of my parents, truly. Uh, but I did find so much joy in cutting other people's hair and giving them those haircuts that they wanted, especially uh, my trans friends uh, who wanted men's cuts, but would always be getting like the the Karen pixie. And I found joy in doing that for people for my friends and that's truly where I began to grow uh within my own hair and try out different styles as well the ever-changing uh life of my hair that hair is constantly growing and changing and you are too as a person uh I just love it <laughs> I do have a tattoo on both sides of my head one says well they both say hair grows uh, one is backwards so I can read it in the mirror and one is regular for everyone else uh, but I just find that during times where things are really stressful and I feel like I'm going to be like stuck in this moment forever, I remind myself that time always moves forward, that life is always changing, that I cannot stay in this moment forever, that my hair is always growing. And to sum it up, I just say hair grows and it's so cool to see my hair growing over top of this tattoo. It's just a reminder how time can be kind to us.
So whenever I go to a hairstylist, it's always really hard because I'm dead named and I'm misgendered constantly, even though I have told my hairstylist that I do use they them pronouns. Um, and it's really hard because I do have curly hair. I go to a specialist salon that specializes in curly hair. And um, there's that whole idea that men don't take care of their hair that is still so pushed on in society now that it just makes it really hard for me as a masculine identifying trans person to go to a salon that specializes in curly hair completely styled by women to be affirmed by my gender there um and so it's it's definitely hard going to a hairstylist because i know i'm going to get misgendered and i know i'm going to get dead named but at the same time I don't want to go to anyone else because I trust these women with my hair. Um, but kind of looping into uh, my hair dysphoria, it's really hard to um, keep my hair at a length that I like it, but also affirm my gender because long hair for me causes me so much dysphoria and it's really hard for me to understand and get rid of that idea of toxic masculinity in my my head, I guess. Um, I remember the first time that I got my uh, first haircut that was really short, and the, the barber was really confused. He was like, are you sure a, a young girl like yourself really wants to cut her hair this short? And it was really hard for me to understand. I was like, why, why would it matter, you know? Um, and it kind of just stayed the same from there on. Like, people always ask me, like, why, why a pretty lady such as yourself keeps your hair so short? And I'm like, because it's what I want and so it's really hard going to hairstylists and sitting down and telling them like yeah this is what I want and this is what I like want to look like and they always try to ask me like are you sure you want this like what if we did this uh like what if we changed this around or they just tell me that I'm such a pretty young girl like keep your hair this length it looks nice and it's just it's just disheartening honestly because I again trust these women with my hair and I have to go there every six or eight months whenever I want my hair cut instead of just a trim but I think it's really just understanding that all hairstylists are different and sometimes you need to be okay with not trusting the person with your hair if it means you're going to get properly gendered and properly um like talked to with your preferred name and pronouns um, and it's just, like, like, I've never gone to a barber, like, specifically for men, quote-unquote. I've only ever gone to women hairstylists, quote-unquote, um, because it's just what I'm used to, honestly. I, I'm AFAB. I, I identified as a girl for 15 years. Like, I'm, I'm used to it at this point, and I'm kind of just numb to the idea of misgendering while I'm in a hair salon, and I kind of just cue out whenever I go. Um, but I definitely feel like we need to have more, uh, like, availability with, um, specialists in the city, at least, especially for different hair types. Um, and I feel like it just, we need to try to include more safe spaces for LGBTQ people who go and get their hair cut, because gendered haircuts are such a huge thing, and it doesn't really make sense to me. Um... But I find it I find it easier to 
ask my friends to cut my hair for me and just hope it looks good as opposed to go to a traditional hairstylist and be prepared to get dead named and misgendered the entire time for a good haircut. It's kind of like a choose your battle and lose it, but it is what it is, I suppose. I mean, I've been cutting my own hair, well, myself and my mom, so <laughs> I've been cutting my hair with her since, like, since I started to grow it out, and it's just like, because I haven't been growing it out for that long. What I'm trying to say is I've only had my hair done like once and that was it wasn't cut it was just styled for my brother's wedding and I don't know it was just it was just a hair appointment like it was styled and it was like fun to chat with the person but beyond that it was a hair appointment but it's not like an ordeal or it's not like some sacred task that you do it's just like trimming a hedge you just do it, not for any reason other than you have to. I don't know. It was so weird having, like, a man cut your hair, like, in a barber setting. Because, like, they try to, like, dude bond with you. And it's, like, it's a foreign language in some ways. It's, like, it's just a weird, the vibe is off. I'm awkward from the start. So you combine that with, like, weird dude things. And I just... It's it's difficult. But then, like, I haven't had a male barber in, like, a long while since, like, grade nine. Since then, it's been, like, a gal. So, yeah. I don't know. And then it's less awkward because, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't, like, have... I don't place that much importance in here. Right. Like, I don't know. It annoys me if it looks bad, and I'm happy if it looks good, but I don't really care that much beyond it. I fell into hairstyling by accident as a kid. My mom always cut my hair at home, so I never kind of went to a stylist and was exposed to the industry. Um, and then in high school, my sister urged me to take Cosmo, and I eventually loved it. But uh, being genderqueer in hair school was a tough go. The industry is very cis white woman based and it was very clicky, but I was, uh, wasn't the only gay in hair school, which really helped out. And that's where I found my group of friends and people I fit in with. And there's lots of other hairstylists and barbers and hybrid hairstylists out there, uh, that are like you. And the perfect hairstylist is. <laughs> Always around. Being a trans hairstylist is important to me. I want to give other people the opportunities, other young gays the opportunities as well, to, to be creative in their adolescence and be creative in your adulthood. Life isn't supposed to be boring once you reach an adult. I want to have fun. I want to play around with the gender constructs, destroy barriers, warp walls. I want to be an artist for 
people's hair. It seems so cool, so fun. It makes me happy. I primarily do curly hair, but my favorite things to do are um, super fun cuts, and I love super bright colors, and I'll do any color, truthfully. Uh, but I love, love fashion colors and bright colors and playing around with them. Getting your hair cut by your friend isn't a bad thing. It's whatever you do. If you prefer to go to a salon and get like a, a professional, so-called professional cut, it's just it's just hair. You can do whatever you want with it. It's your own hair. If you want your friend to cut your hair, have your friend cut your hair. If you prefer to go to a salon, you can go to a salon. If you want your friend to cut your hair, you have your friend cut your hair. It's your own hair. You do whatever you want with it. Um, I, I do know the fear of going to a salon and being misgendered or not getting the same cut that you want. You just have to kind of shop around and find the right stylist for you. It's, it's like finding a tattoo artist. A tattoo artist isn't going to give you everything like every single tattoo you want. Like there's different art styles, different things they specialize in. And you can do that with hair too. You don't have to do the same person every time. If you want to go to your your friends this time, go to see your friend. If you want to go to a salon, go to a salon. Go to a barbershop. It's your own hair. That's the whole joy of it. It's your own body. You own it and rock it. was Aspen, Evelyn, and Adriana talking about their experiences as trans folk with hair and hairstyling. Thank you all so much for sharing your hair stories. You can see Adriana for your hairstyling needs at Dollhouse Hair Boutique and Barber Blonde, located right next to the Dairy Queen on 99th Street, or 99th Street and 70th Ave if you use addresses, in so-called Edmonton. Check out their Instagram, at cactus underscore curls to get an idea of what Adriana can do for you. Hair is personal, yet often the first thing you're judged on. Cutting it short is a big event, and growing it out is too, but over a longer period of time. Trans folks have a bit more to reckon with when it comes to hair, and we deserve spaces that are affirming and give us the style and look we want. Quite simply, we deserve space. Dollhouse isn't perfect, but it's a step in the right direction, and I hope other hairstylists and barbershops follow. I felt seen by Adriana, not looked at, and it was nice, so I thought I'd let other people know too. And now, a quote from Judith Butler on gender to round us off. It's my view that gender is culturally formed, but it's also a domain of agency or freedom. And that is the most important, to resist the violence that is imposed by ideal gender norms, especially against those who are gender different, who are non-conforming in their gender presentation. Judith Butler. And that is all the time we have for today. 
Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, on Treaty 6 territory. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these land for centuries, including, but not limited, to the Cree, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux. We recognize that colonialism is an ongoing and active violence, and encourage you to reflect on your own relationship to colonialism, and what accountability and growth look like for you and your communities. Give what you can, and learn even more. Thank you to our guests, Aspen, Evelyn, and Adriana. To book a hair appointment with Adriana, check out their Instagram, at cactus underscore curls. Today's show was produced by Shana Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Ash Holinda, Caden Peasley, and myself, Terrence Adams. Follow Gaywire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm, and on Facebook and Twitter at Gaywire, and at GaywireCJSR on Instagram and TikTok. Let us know what you think of the show, hit up the DM sometime, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cjsr.com. And you never know, you just might get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson. Original music by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Stay tuned next for Wobbly by Ezra Furman. Until next week, keep it breezy. And please stay on the line. Okay.